0: This podcast is brought to you by Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and by Ape Entertainment, who is proud to present the return of Drew Hayes, Poison Elves, coming to a comic shop near you this March.
1: This is Aaron Myers, THN Love Slave, King of Ask a Nerd, and writer of Ludicrous Speed Reviews for TwoHeadedNerd.com. You're listening to the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Cast with Joe and Matt, the world's greatest comic book podcast that is and ever will
0: be. Welcome to episode 98 of THN, we are talking comics and nerd news for the league of Wednesday, January 9th. My name is Matt Baum, that's at Matt Baumstein on the Twitter, and we have got to get this shit done because the kinky wizards are rolling tonight, baby! And when I'm not telling my co-host to meet me at 4 o'clock to record, knowing full well that I don't get off work until 5 o'clock, that is not completely factually correct I'm appraising comics and writing the comic speculator blog for worthpoint.com that is completely 100% factually correct and I'm
1: Joe Patrick at Joe Patrick 116 on the Twitter and when I'm not sitting in awkward silence with Matt's wife while well, we both wait for him to come home I'm the manager of legend comics and coffee in Omaha Nebraska and the artist of good plus which you can find at good plus on oh crap which you can
0: find at goodpluscomic.com. You don't even know where your own shit is? That's my old website. <laughs> this week, you'll hear reviews of Sweet Tooth number 40 and Star Wars number 1. After that, we'll review 10 more comics faster than the NHL can get to the playoffs this season. They're only playing like 50 games, which is ridiculous, but it's going to be fun. After that, we'll pay a visit to the Teach and Sanctum Sanctorum, where a very famous pregnant slut will help us learn the secrets of next week's comics. And then, we'll reach deep into the mailbag and pull out a question from one of you guys when we play Ask but before we get our panties in a bunch, let's take a moment to flip the internet legion of superior Spidey haters, the bird. And then we could talk about this week's big.
1: The never ending battle is finally over. On Thursday, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals handed down a decision granting Warner Brothers definitive control of Superman over the heirs of co creator Jerry Siegel. The ruling cites a letter from 2001 in which the Siegel family stated their acceptance of an offer from D.C. According to the court, this letter constitutes a legally binding contract that negates a 2008 ruling, granting the Siegels the right to reclaim their half of the character's ownership. In a prepared statement, Warner Bros. said, quote, This is a great day for Superman, for his fans.
0: Not for the people that created him. <laughs> for
1: DC Entertainment and for Warner Brothers. Today's ruling vindicates DC Comics' long-held position that it entered into a binding agreement with the Jerry Siegel family in 2001. The court's decision paves the way for the Seagulls finally, to receive the compensation they negotiated for and which DC has been prepared to pay for over a decade. Congratulations What nice on your $4,000,
0: guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are extremely pleased that Superman and his supporting cast can be driven straight into the ground for generations to come. (laughs) I may have tweaked that last part a little. (laughs) Now, couple this with Warner's recent victory over Joe Schuster's estate, and it looks like the fight is all but over. Matt Baum, are you as sick of talking about this as I am?
0: I'm really going to miss us dealing with these legal matters that we really understand. I have no idea. And giving our like Absolutely unprofessional opinion <laughs> But yeah it sounds like this is it It sounds like it's over It sounds like their lawyer may have been a moron too And some I mean, sort of like, criminal yeah, If, you, like if some, you read some of the articles This is like some open shut business here And maybe he was taking them for a ride I don't know look, look, But don't, it's done What's important is it's done I'm sorry well, They maybe didn't get compensated as much as they should have But there's no precedent for this stuff And it's a, it's a much bigger argument that we can even get into here As to how much they should be compensated The point is it's over. It's ugly, but it's over. It's done with, and we can move on.
1: Yeah. I mean, my bottom line is is that if Warner Brothers wanted to come out looking like the good guys in this case, they should write the Siegel family for a check for $20 million. Sure. And say, see ya. Leave us alone. Yeah. You know, it's whatever. not like they can't afford
0: it. Uh, but- I, that, that also sets a precedent you can't do stuff like that
1: you really can't you really can mm. i understand that but i mean these are the guys that created superman i get it but we you can't set and a precedent sold it like to that. pay rent or something terrible like that yeah but uh my i hope that it's over and that the seagulls can the seagulls and shoes can move on keep
0: in mind this is also just the most popular screw job that's all it is oh there's a million yeah, more
1: for every for every seagull schuster thing there's a dozen that you've probably not heard of
0: in hollywood news the big screen Why the Last Man adaptation took a huge step out of development hell this week when New Line Cinema hired director Dan Trachtenberg, who we all know and love, to helm the film. Who the hell is Dan Trachtenberg? If you're scratching your head in confusion, you're not alone. I haven't read this yet. Trachtenberg has no film credits to his name. In fact, his biggest claim to fame is a 2011 fan film for the video game Portal. Okay, that was an awesome fan film. Yeah, it is. That was so cool. Joe can this be good news for Y fans, or should we be concerned? I love how you always stop reading the news to let people know that I haven't read and, the news. And
1: yet. voice your concern when you know that I will voice
0: it for you. I in can't the help it. I can't help it. It's <laughs> just like it's a stream of consciousness.
1: Uh, well, like you said, that Portal film, I watched it again it was today. It's so cool. It's very good. Yeah. And he's, he's directed commercials. But he's never made any movies. Right. I don't think it's he's done like, any TV shows. It's not like
0: some dude that just like pulled out of you know his office with his iMac who was screwing around with iMovie. Sure, he, well, he's done some stuff. That Portal movie cost money. Oh it, right, I right. Mean, they threw Definitely. some cash at it.
1: And you know, it's like the Chronicle guy.
0: He got a film made. Yeah,
1: no one had ever heard
0: of him before. It was good. And now he's directing the new Fantastic Four. Yeah, and it was a good movie. Just because he doesn't have an experience doesn't mean it can't be yes. good.
1: And in fact, I think, I think it. It might help a little because when you say something like Brett Ratner is directing the new X-Men movie or Christopher Nolan is directing the new Batman movie, that comes with a set of uh,
0: expectations. expectations
1: and a certain perception that sometimes you just can't get over. So that you can't help but be disappointed when it's not the best thing ever.
0: My The only thing that upsets me about this is I would rather see Why the Last Man as perhaps a series. Oh, for sure. You can't do it in a two-hour movie. Yeah. I mean, you just can't. How that, are they possibly going to do this in one movie? They can't do the whole thing. And if you do one movie and it doesn't do well, well, then we never get the rest. I would rather HBO or somebody takes a chance yeah. on this and gives us a season of it. You sure. Know, that'd just be amazing.
1: Well, uh, who did um, Jeremiah? Was that Showtime? think so. That show with uh, yeah, that was Luke showtime. Perry and Malcolm yeah. Jamal Warner. Yeah. That was about like the, a plague killed all the adults.
0: Yeah. And the kids grew up with like no supervision. What was Luke Perry's character's name from 90210? Dylan?
1: Yeah, Dylan. It was Dylan and Theo Huxtable. Or was Dylan uh, Jason Priestley?
0: Casey. Dylan. Okay, we have confirmation. Thank you, Thank you sweetheart. we had to go to the girl outside confirmation (laughs)
1: yeah Yeah, i agree though it should be
0: a series i don't know how they can do it in a movie it'd be great right after homeland you know yeah
1: yeah. uh but i hope this guy does a great job because it looks like he knows how to that portal film like pushed all my buttons man all those nerdy buttons yeah it was fantastic yeah really good and finally after nine years and nearly 80 issues Writer Tim Seeley is bringing his long-running series Hack Slash to a close. The series will end with the current volume's 25th issue in March. The slasher movie-inspired series stars Cassie, a slasher survivor, and her monstrous partner Vlad, who strike back at the monsters. Beginning its run at Devil's Due Publishing in 2004 before moving over to Image Comics in 2010, Hack Slash is currently one of the longest-running independent comics on the stands. I believe
0: Devil's Due screwed everybody that left.
1: <laughs> oh, that ever In an interview with Comic Book Resources, Seely stated that the series is coming to the natural conclusion he planned years ago. Matt, do you care? Are you sad to see this
0: series go? I do not care. I specifically do not care. I have tried to read Hackslash a couple times. It's not for me. I'm not going to say it's not good at what it does. It's clever for what it does, I guess. I just don't care.
1: I have to give him credit for getting this series made and for sticking yes. with it for so long. Yeah. It, I mean, um, 80
0: issues, that is a landmark it for is, any series. It
1: is not for me either. I've always kind of found Hackslash to be kind of exploitative. It's very, like, girls... Panty shots. Yeah. Oh, you can see right up her miniskirt. Oh, my goodness. Uh, she's ba- yeah. Miniskirts the size of bandanas. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I just wet don't, t-shirts. I just don't care I,
0: about that. I mean...
1: Yeah. And... But all credit to Seeley for doing this. I just this. don't like
0: girls. You and, know, I wish it was right. nude dudes. Right, you know? right.
1: I mean, to be perfectly fair, the reason I chose this story is because it segues very well into the question of the week, which we'll get to in a second. Fair enough. But look at you, haha. But I want to do. I do want to give props to Seeley for seeing this through, and it did build an audience for him, and it brought us stuff like revival. It led to stuff like revival. And yeah, he is uh, good. Other he books writes, that
0: he's done, he writes good stuff. This was just not one of my favorite things. Ditto. That's the big news for this week. If you'd like to discuss these stories or anything you think we missed, head over to our Facebook page where Joe and I have some fan service shots of ourselves with weapons jumping around in miniskirts where you can totally see our whitey tights. Each week, my beautiful baby Joe Patrick posts the question of the week on Facebook and Twitter. And sometimes the Twitter followers don't get the gist of it. (laughs) Then we read your responses on the show. This week's question was, what fan favorite, iconic, or critically acclaimed series have you had a tough time getting into? Now, I would have said comic series. Joe Patrick just said series. Now, if you follow us, it's pretty obvious we're talking about comics. I get it. But everybody on Twitter thought we were talking about TV TV shows. shows. (laughs) Uh, Listen...
1: The reason, if you ever see the question of the week phrased a certain way, it's because it automatically posts to Twitter and it has to be a certain length or else it'll be too long. No, no, no. They'll truncate it and you just click through. I don't trust it.
0: Because you are a cave baby. It doesn't doesn't always do it. not how technology works. It doesn't always do it. (laughs) Good Lord, man. And I don't want to make it harder for our listeners. Joe, read us some responses from said listeners.
1: Hey, guess what? (laughs) Some people have some stuff to say about TV shows. (laughs) Let's do it. Our first response came from John Bunger, who says, Doctor Who, never got into it. Enjoyed a number of episodes that I've seen, but I never have had the urge to seek out more. I'm still
0: kind of on the, f- like, I don't dislike Doctor Who. I've been watching it, but I'm not, like, I Gaga lo- over it. I love Doctor Who. I know, see, that's just it. I am I, Gaga over Doctor maybe Who. Maybe I just can't figure it out. I don't know. It's Brits, man. They just, <laughs> weirdos. Uh, Kenny,
1: welcome aboard, Kenny, I think. Sorry, Chris, a British guy. <laughs> Kenny writes in via Twitter, I made fun of Battlestar Galactica until I accidentally watched a season one and two recap then I was hooked. Not exactly the question, but he struggled at first. Yeah. And
0: then he actually tried it and, and loved best. it. <laughs> God show. It's so good.
1: Uh, writer Mike A on Twitter says, I agree with BSG, but I never got hooked. I found the pacing too slow and I couldn't stand one of the main characters. Sorry, bros. Who?
0: I want to know who. He didn't say. Man. You didn't say. I better never bump into him in a dark alley. Man, if he if it's the chief, ooh, oh man, Chief Tyrrell? oh, loved him, man, loved him.
1: <laughs> I will say this about Battlestar Galactica: I really could have done with all the pro- without all the prophecy crap. Yeah, but it was all part of it. I know, but it didn't need to be. Came full circle, man. Whatever. Spoiler alert. Andy, we didn't spoil anything. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Andy Peters says, "I thought I needed more pink in my life." So I tried the best-selling My Little Pony.
0: Turns out I don't need more pink. (laughs) Good for you, buddy. Guess what? You're not a pervert. Congratulations.
1: Oh, stop it. Not a
0: furry. Congratulations, sir.
1: Moving over to Facebook, Brian Domingos says, Sandman. I've trudged my way through it twice because it's the book, but it's not for me. Buddy, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. The last two volumes have the best slash most consistent art, so that does help. Aaron Myers kicks off this particular ball rolling by saying watchmen reading it was a chore for me i didn't really like it much the first time i read it now after understanding comics a little better i appreciate it and understand its importance but it never hooked me
0: myers makes me want to shake you buddy but hey shake you
1: those two guys opened the floodgates and a lot of people said swamp thing and sandman really yeah a lot of people echoed those really swamp thing yep man <laughs> We're off to a great start That's so my far, guys. Favorite Matt's Matt bombs tweaking already. God. We will read some more
0: answers later the in the show. my Voice and everything. Oh my gosh! It's review time at THN, where Joe and I de-pants two of this week's new comics and laugh at their whitey tidies or marvel at the size of their. Bulges. Joey, what'd you read this week? A lot of underpants talk. a Lot of underpants yeah, talk. I think this is the underpants <laughs> episode.
1: My review for this week is of Star Wars number one from Dark Horse Comics, written by Brian Wood with art by Carlos Danda. Colors by Gabe L-Tabe.
0: Sure. E-L-T-A-E-B. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Gabe. Gabe L-Tabe. Here's your solicit. This is Star Wars as you remember it. And as you have never seen it before, we're taking you back to those heady, adventure-filled days following the destruction of the Death Star when the Empire ruled, the rebels were on the run, and the galaxy was a dangerous place where anything might happen, and there was a fair chance that Luke might plant one on his sister. Whoa. They didn't write that part. They didn't, yeah, but- I added that part in. He didn't know. It's implied. Yeah. I've always kind of struggled with enjoying Star Wars comics. I love the idea of expanding on the mythos. But I haven't found too many stories that interest me. I've recently been trying again with books like Agent of the Empire. So I was really excited when Dark Horse announced this new series from Brian Wood. This particular uh, ongoing picks up two months after the end of A New Hope. And will fill in some of the three-year gap between the first two films, which I think is pretty genius. Yeah. There's a lot of space there.
0: There is, definitely.
1: Wood nails the character voices in this issue. Uh, I did think that Leia's transformation to badass X-Wing fighter pilot seemed a little abrupt.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't remember any hint of that in the first movie. I don't remember her ever flying an X-Wing. Ever. I know. No. Fishy?
1: Uh, no, I, you know, I went with it. It's it's abrupt. I don't care. They it's also kind like, of awesome.
0: Kind of sent her out on a mission, and it's it sort of reminded me of like sending Bill Paxton to fight the aliens at the end of Independence Day. Like, go get him, Mr. President. Bill <laughs> like, Pullman. Yeah, whatever. They all look the same to me. <laughs> uh,
1: that's a that's a minor complaint, though, because it's awesome. Like, Leia fighting in space side by side with Luke. I mean, it was fun. I loved how Wood filled readers in on the state of the Star Wars universe in between big moments rather than flooding the beginning of the book with exposition. It turned what could have been a big info dump from boring to compelling. It's It was just really nice how he handled it. I was a little surprised when they announced that uh, Danda was going to be drawing the series, but I'm happy to say that this book is beautifully drawn. He's got a great handle on the look of Star Wars. He easily handles the technology and the ships, and he represents the characters very well without worrying about making them look like the original actors, which is something I have complained about with other books in the past. True. Look it up. True. The colors by El Tabe are pretty perfect. Uh, The book is crisp and bright, Even when the scene calls for a little darkness, which is just like Star Wars.
0: Yeah. No, he did a great job making it look like a movie.
1: Yep. I loved this issue. I loved it. It was everything I wanted from a Star Wars comic. And like with Ultimate X-Men at Marvel, this is just another example of Brian Wood's immense talent as a writer and his ability to take any property and do something amazing with it. I'm giving it a huge buy it.
0: I'm giving a huge bite as well. My favorite thing in this, and it's something that doesn't happen and It should happen in every Star Wars comic featuring a Wookiee. We see Chewbacca here, and guess what? He doesn't have any dialogue. He's going... Wah, wah, which he should be. That's right. what Chewie does. And in other books, he's like talking. They and translate it? Yeah, and it's like translated from Wookiee. What? Dumb! <laughs> like, I don't You're that. kidding. No, 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 no. I've, I've seen never seen that. Seen it before. Oh, that's stupid. Don't love it. This is beautiful. Wonderfully illustrated. Brian Wood does a fantastic job, again, with his writing, making it instantly relatable, instantly recognizable. A lot of fun here. I don't get the Leia flying the X-Wing thing either, I but care. I'm willing to roll with it. It was kind of fun. I'm on board. Huge buy from Me Too. This week, I read Sweet Tooth number 40, the final issue in Jeff Lemire's epic. This was written and drawn by Jeff Lemire with colors by Jose Villaruba and jeff lemire the guy does everything wow he's all over the damn place he can't be stopped so you here's your solicit gus's journey comes to an end and the fate of the hybrids is revealed in the final issue of the acclaimed vertigo series i was a little worried about this one i'm not gonna lie because in issue 39 we got our big emotional climax to this series now for those who don't know sweet tooth is about a character named Gus, who is a little boy that was born basically with deer ears and antlers, and he is a hybrid, is what they're calling him. There's several of these other children that are like half animal, half people. Some can speak English, some cannot. Just as they were being born, a plague was sweeping across the United States, and a lot of people blamed the hybrids for the plague, saying that either they were a sign or that they were directly responsible. And there there were a lot of government agencies that were doing all manner of experiments on the hybrids. So this is basically the adventures of Gus and some of his hybrid friends moving through this post-plague world. And the plague has, is just wiping out the population of humanity, but the hybrids seem to be untouched. We had just gotten through a major emotional story with, I mean, this is the end, basically, where we saw the main character, Jeopard, who is helping Gus get to Alaska, which he's been drawn to this whole time because he has memories of something that happened there and coming from there. And I'm not going to spoil what happens because Sweet Tooth is an amazing ride from start to finish. It's a bizarre series. And another friend of mine is reading this right now because I suggested it to him and he came to me and he was like, you know, I read the first couple issues and I just couldn't really figure out where it was going. And then I figured it out. I got to a point where I realized what Jeff Lemire is doing. It is a simple story. It's a good and evil story. Or maybe not even good and evil, but more about man versus nature and our own grasp on what we're doing here in this world and who we are and are we as important to the planet Earth as we think we are. Jeff Lemire doesn't seem to think we're very important to this planet. This is an amazing book and it was an incredible ride. And I kind of sat down and read the last 10 issues of the story this week, so I could read this final issue. I can't say enough about how incredible Sweet Tooth is about this is the perfect example of vertigo series that could not exist anywhere else and probably wouldn't have existed anywhere else without vertigo pumping it up and pushing this series. I mean, I can't say enough, really. This is like Damon Lindelof's favorite comic book, and it's printed like in Sweet Tooth ads as you read it and stuff like that. You need to go pick, up, pick these up if you haven't read them. Sweet Tooth is an amazing story. Jeff Lemire is telling stories unlike most other comic writers working right now. I can't give this a bigger buy-it. I loved it.
1: I love this book, but I'm so far behind. Unfortunately, I didn't get to it. I need to get caught up, though, because I've been dying to find out what happens. So I'll have to abstain on the review, but I can give
0: a big endorsement to the book. Now, keep in mind, when you read this, the art is weird. It doesn't look like other comics. It's not flashy. It's not even really tight. It's really loose. Yeah, I love Jeff Lemire's art. It very much works for the storytelling, much in sort of the same way that Matt Kent's art for mind management is working really well. And Matt Kent actually had a storyline that took place in Sweet Tooth that was just (laughs) mind-blowingly amazing. And it's it's sweet. It's happy. It's sad. It's gut-wrenching. You can't ask for much more. <laughs> so that's a lone buy-it for Sweet Tooth, because Joe can't be bothered to read this crap, and a double buy-it for Star Wars. Of course, we want to know what you protocol droids and man beavers thought of these comics, so <laughs> drop us your opinions over at the comment section for this episode on TwoHeadedNerd.com.
1: Lately, I've been complaining that this show is too damn long, so we're taking the ludicrous speed up a notch by saddling up the living lightning and riding like a horsey while we clench our butt cheeks to hold in our espresso suppositories while reviewing 10 comics during the ludicrous speed round. That's what? a lot of butt cheek. We
0: put coffee of our butt.
1: <laughs> ludicrous speed! <laughs> Jim Butcher's Dresden Files Ghoul Goblin, number one from Dynamite.
0: Good art here. Dynamite's doing a really nice job with Jim Butcher and the Dresden Files, which is a fun series of books. I've never read them. I would like to. And Jim Butcher, the guy who writes the book, is is in the comments. Good idea. I'm giving this a buy Non-human. Number two from Image. I really didn't care
1: for number one. I had to give number two a try. I hated number one. I do not understand all of the glowing creator quotes on the back page. Yeah. I, I think the idea is great, but it is so... Poorly executed. Weird-ass Will's Portachio art and terrible, terrible
0: dialogue. I'm giving this a leave-it.
1: Repossessed, number one from Image.
0: Uh, Speaking of weird-ass art and terrible dialogue, I didn't care about this. It was all idea and not very much execution. Think repo men who are sent out to... Repossess people who've been possessed by devils. Clever, right? Yeah, <laughs> fun. <laughs> but they kind of talk like the ghost hunters on the Travel Channel or whatever. They're just like too macho, too tough, bad dialogue. I like Jim Ringuette, and I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. I liked his art on Hoax Hunters. I don't love it here. Leave it. I was going to say skim it. I'm saying leave it. The End Times of Bram and Ben. Number one, Image.
1: This is the second weird biblical demony themed book of the week from Image. Uh, it's kind of like a weird left-behind buddy story about two dudes that don't get raptured during the apocalypse. Yeah,
0: it's a buddy pick that takes place during Armageddon.
1: Yeah, it was funny. It was clever. It kind of reminded me of Chew. I'm giving this one a buy Is it the
0: rapture? Is that what's going on?
1: Uh, They are convinced that it's the rapture, though the rest of humanity is not convinced. Okay. Shadow Man number three from Valiant.
0: Shadow Man is fun. Shadow Man is scary. Shadow Man is gross. The bad guys, he's been dealing with are really, really icky. But... You guys have to read this. No one's reading Shadow Man and Valiant right now. And Valiant's doing such a great job with these books. I can't truly read them enough by this. Green New Guardians, Annual Number 1, DC.
1: This is really more of a... It, it's kind of labeled as a third army tie-in. The lead-in, right? But really, it is a lead-in to the new threshold. threshold series. That's right, that's right. And I was kind of excited to read it because I'm cautiously optimistic about Threshold. This was just... It, too much going on. Too busy, too many ideas, and that's always my problem with Keith Giffen. He can't just tell a simple story. Yeah. It's always way too clever, way too many words, and I don't mean that like I'm some sort of dummy. It's just dial it back, man. I'm giving it a skim it. I'm still kind of excited about Threshold, but this did not sell me on it. TMNT, Secret History of the Foot Clan, number one from IDW.
0: Mateo Luoco was one of my favorite names to say. He's not only artist here, but he is co-writing the book with Eric Burnham. This takes place modern day and flashes back to the history of the Foot Clan. It was really well-drawn, very cool-looking. I wish the rest of the TMNT universe read this well. Bye. Thor, God of Thunder, number four from Marvel. This book
1: is... Like a
0: man of war song come to life. It really is. It's, it's so pure power metal. Good.
1: This is Thor in three different stages of his life tracking down and fighting Gore the God Butcher. It's so
0: great. It's the toughest Thor story ever written.
1: The artwork by Esad Rivik is beautiful. Is this the best Marvel Now title? I'm saying yes! You think so? Thor God of Thunder is the best Marvel Now title. Buy it. Wow. Wolverine and the X-Men number 23, also from Marvel.
0: Love Nick Bradshaw's art here, and there's a splash page that just made me giggle. It's so much fun. We're still dealing with the circus of crime here. Uh, Frankenstein's here, but it's not the Frankenstein that you're thinking of. It is one of the direct descendants of Dr. Frankenstein's Frankenstein that he made. He's part of the Hellfire Club. That wasn't confusing. Super, super fun. I just love this book. Can't get enough of it. Then I got to the last page. I'm not going to ruin anything for you but I think I hate it. (laughs) We'll decide whether or not we hate it next month. That said, buy it. Uh, (laughs) Figure that one out. (laughs) Superior Spider-Man, number one from Marvel, the book that you would not let me review. Yes, because
1: the only thing to say about Superior Spider-Man, number one from Marvel, other than the fact that it was a lot of fun with great art, is that all of the stuff that you people were bitching about for the last three or four weeks is addressed on the last page. All you had to do was wait and see. Remember when we said that the story is just getting started? Well, the story is just getting started. And it's awesome. I'm giving it a huge buy it. I cannot wait to see where this ride goes. Buy it.
0: Shrip. That's your ludicrous speed round. And shrip is the sound the new superior Spider-Man's claws make when he's almost tearing boomerang's guts out. He's a badass now. As seen in this week's Superior Spider-Man number one
1: They, They know that You don't have to add that in
0: This week We have a very special treat for you In the Sanctum Sanctorum Our good friend, the night nurse, has been hired to midwife for Kanye West and (laughs) Kim Kardashian. Oh, I see. And after some friendly blackmail, she's agreed to secret us some of the amateur porn star turned TV starlet's amniotic fluid, which we have distilled into a crystalline substance that, when snorted, will not only inflate our egos one thousandfold, but allow us to predict our favorite comics coming out next week. Joe. What are you excited for?
1: I do not know if I can get behind anything that just got
0: said. (laughs) We got drug use. We're threatening fetuses. (laughs) The whole shebang.
1: My pick for next week is a weird one. It's Todd, the ugliest kid on earth, number one from Image Comics. I have no idea what this is. (laughs) By Ken Christensen with art by M.K. Perker. Uh, Perker is a name that I was familiar with he drew the series air for vertigo a few years ago Doubt, yeah that
0: was that was good it looked uh, really good anyway i didn't love the story i don't know
1: i it's kind of a weird light week a lot of things in mid uh storyline next week and this jumped out at me as something different and bizarre and it looks really fun and twisted and funny and i'm just looking forward to something um a little different next week nothing wrong with that man. not at all nothing wrong uh In the preview I read today, it said special thanks to Todd Solance or whatever, that director's name, We made, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Whoa. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh no.
0: Weird.
1: This book might be really gross and creepy. (laughs) But Matt, tell us what the baby (laughs) Snortons have have showed you.
0: Baby Snortons? The the baby (laughs) Drippins. The baby Gravy. I'm excited for Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine, number one from Marvel Comics. Written and drawn by Frank Cho, just like I said. (laughs) Now, we all know Frank Cho can draw some pretty pictures. I have not been in love with a lot of the superhero stuff he has written. So I'm hoping for something better here. I'm hoping for a return to Wolfie greatness. It's been a while since I've loved the regular Wolfie series. Even the Jason Aaron stuff didn't really do it for me. I need my Wolfie back. I want to read it monthly. I want to love it. I'm hoping this is it. Our trade paperback pick
1: of the week is Paul Pope's One Trick Rip Off Deep Cuts Hardcover from Image Comics. I
0: love Paul Pope.
1: Paul Pope I is a creator him. that you either love or don't care much about. Oh, I love him. I'm starting to love Paul Pope. I've never read One Trick Ripoff. I'm glad that it's coming back into print. I'm excited to see what it's all about. Check it out at your comic
0: shop next week. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. And be sure to tell us what comics Kim's big pregnant butt has you excited for over at TwoHeadedNerd.com. That thing was huge before she was pregnant. <laughs> That's no moon. <laughs> Joe Patrick, now that we're done snorting dried baby gravy, why don't you read us? I don't think that means what you think it means. Some more answers to the question of the week.
1: THN Love Slave Keith Silva writes in... I honestly have a tough time getting into Marvel and DC titles anymore. I just don't see the point. What little stakes there are can be baby jesus or course-corrected on a whim. (laughs) I don't know what that means.
0: (laughs) That's one of my favorite adjectives now. Peter Peter Parker will be back. He came baby jesus through here like he was God's (laughs) gift to women. (laughs) Uh,
1: Peter Parker will be back. Ditto for Professor X. Same old, same old. It's not sustainable for me. Your mileage may vary. Keith, it's the journey, baby. Yeah, on the flip side, I'm trying desperately to like Los Bros, Hernandez, and the world of Love and Rockets. That's a tough one. And it's not easy either. Yeah. I, at least I don't hate Brian Wood's Star Wars like Aaron Myers. My What? Myers? <laughs> That's a callback this is to an article on our website. What? Kate Connery. Welcome
0: aboard, Kate. Hey, female listeners. She says- I think we're up to four. Yeah. Her answer is all comics. What? All
1: things superhero. Oh. S- said seriously. Okay. superhero. Well, she
0: leads off with all comics, but then she says all things superhero. I'm guessing she's into some other stuff, just not superheroes.
1: I don't know. Kate, if that's true, there is a wide, wide world of comic books for you to sink your teeth into. It's not all superheroes, yeah, baby. This is like wh- like
0: when people say, oh, I don't like fish for example i'm like no i say that all the time i know because you're a food baby and this is the same thing there is seafood out there that you like you just don't know it and you're too much of a coward to try it kate i'm not calling you a coward but what i I will say is called kate a coward to say that you don't like any of it i guarantee there's some stuff maybe that's what i want you hold on and i want you to get back to us on this one i want you to tell us what you're into because the comic pushers are here next week kate we want to give you some comics to read send us an email we will talk about this next week get back to us on this one kate
1: brent derling welcome aboard brent i think welcome aboard brent i'm pretty sure
0: we're pretty sure <laughs> you're welcome aboard
1: brent here. can't get into the walking dead i'm just a medium sized fan of zombies and the book doesn't capture me too much shouting, too many irrational characters, I don't really know. Hmm. I don't find it different enough from other end-of-the-world zombie scenarios either. I keep trying to read it. I've read about 40 issues. I think I'm probably done.
0: Wow. I mean, if you're 40 issues in, you're not into it. I mean, that you gave it a fair shake. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, I read two issues. It sucks. You know, like, 40 in, hard to argue with. If you're not into it, you're not into it, buddy. He
1: also says he's having a tough time getting into Dark Knight Returns and Batman Year One. Spit
0: take! What? I can't quite get back you up on that one. <laughs> I can't spit all over my stuff, so I'm just going to yell spit take. Yeah, okay. I can't back you up on that one. I'm sorry. You're confused, sir. <laughs> Welcome aboard, you confused bastard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we are running low on time, so we'll wrap it up with Johannes McDonald with the unpronounceable middle name The Invisibles. I wanted to like it so much, but I had no idea even how to approach it to begin with.
0: It is pretty unapproachable. So
1: I only got about halfway through the second volume before giving up. Maybe I'll try it again in a couple of years. Oh, this just in. Ryan Lee. Welcome aboard, Ryan. Welcome aboard, Ryan. I realize that I'm required by law to consider Chris Ware a genius, but every time I look at Acme Novelty Library, what I see is a pretentious
0: yawn factory. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. Have you read it or have you just looked at it? That's what I need to know. Uh, Hey. Because I'll tell you what. People
1: like what they like, man.
0: This wasn't about bashing on him. And Chris Weir is the opposite of pretentious. He really is. He's not a pretentious guy. Hey, He's I listen.
1: Not. I understand.
0: I understand. I get it. I get it. It's not for everybody.
1: Guys, great responses. There were more than we can read on the show. As always, you knocked it out of the park. We will see you again
0: next week. It's time once again for Ask a Nerd, where we briefly elevate one lucky listener above the pathetic masses and one shining moment, grant them the answer they so desperately seek, although they don't always feel better afterwards. This week, <laughs> Shane asks. Well, be careful
1: what you ask for. We were discussing drunk superheroes. you it like
0: Barney from The Simpsons.
1: I can't. I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. We were discussing drunk what? superheroes. <laughs> we were discuss- discussing drunk superheroes. <laughs> And I remember reading a story where Wolverine's healing keeps him sober, no matter how much alcohol he consumes. So my question is, what other comic characters are unable to enjoy the benefits of a nice night-slash-day of boozing it up?
0: I like that you include the day drinking. Uh, I appreciate that. Oh, that was good. You got the burp at the end and everything. Now, to be fair... We have seen Wolvie drunk. We actually talked about this when we got Shane's question. Yeah. We have seen both. Yeah, we've seen him drunk, and we've seen other writers say he can't get drunk because like all the beer in the world gets powered out of him because right. of his healing factor.
1: They have explicitly shown both. He's been drunk, and they
0: have said definitively that he can't get drunk. See now just because they you can, can't decide. Just because you can heal, I'm gonna say that doesn't like affect how drunk you get. It's not like it's hurting him. Or like, you know it's it just he's gotta process the post. Well, I think it's the same incidents. like it's the same thing like he can't get fat. But we've seen both. We've definitely seen both. So that one I don't know where Wolvie falls. I think that I the, can't answer I that. think that the current
1: the current answer to that is that Wolverine can get drunk. Yes. He just has to drink way too much. A lot. And his buzz doesn't last. Like,
0: Wolfie can drink with Thor and Hercules. Yeah. Like, on a godlike level. He can booze it up with those dudes.
1: There is an issue specifically, I remember.
0: And, for the record, Thor and Hercules absolutely can get drunk. In uh... fact, more often than not, when we see Hercules, he's drunk. Yeah, but they have to drink <laughs> mead. Well, I mean, they don't have to. Hercules drinks all kinds of stuff. But I mean, like, They've got to drink a crap ton of it.
1: Well, I think Hercules needs to drink a but keg of beer
0: to get drunk. Oh, sure. Like, and we've seen Thor drunk too. You know. But
1: to, to put the top on the Wolverine question, there's an issue a, a kind of recent issue where Wolverine is drunk with Peter Parker, and as he's having a conversation, like in mid sentence, he sobers up. You can see it in the dialogue balloons. He oh, sobers up that. as he's that. talking, and then he starts drinking again and, and gets tipsy again. So it, he's just got to maintain that that drunkness.
0: He's riding the snake.
1: <laughs> he's riding. He is riding that snake. <laughs> now, has to, so let's as talk to about who can't, can't let, get drunk. Who
0: can't get drunk. Superman. Superman. I'll buy that.
1: Uh, the Flash.
0: Totally. Super it, speed metabolism. Super speed metabolism. It just. Nothing. Yeah, it's pointless. Yeah, like he smokes crack, cocaine, it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what um, about the thing? Can the thing get drunk?
1: I think the thing can get drunk because. Like, I don't think his metabolism's any faster. Didn't we
0: find out he doesn't have any internal organs?
1: That was maybe Ultimate Fantastic Four. Was it? No, Mr. Fantastic doesn't oh, have any Oh, that's right. Okay,
0: Mr. Fantastic, can he get drunk?
1: Uh, I think if we're... I'm saying no. Again, that was Ultimate Fantastic Four, where Warren Ellis was like, yeah, you don't have internal organs, you are one solid piece, Yeah. and there's like a weird like stack of bacteria inside that processes everything that you put into yourself. So uh, no? So I would say no to that
0: i'd say mr fantastic can't get drunk yeah the hulk
1: i think the hulk's healing factor uh i think it'd be similar to wolverine
0: yeah i think it's a similar type except
1: thing. that the hulk's healing factor it's hard to say
0: yeah i mean it's like totally irradiated it's a different story
1: well i, I think the hulk's healing factor is like off the charts right like even maybe more powerful than
0: wolverine so maybe he keeps dumping booze in and just nothing happened
1: right uh, i don't think the silver server can get drunk
0: no way he's cosmically aware. Power cosmic no way Ghost Rider Ghost Rider Can the Ghost Rider I will drunk? take
1: I will take this One step further I don't think The Silver Surfer Needs to eat and drink
0: No he doesn't need to There you go we've, ne- we've certainly Never seen him drunk
1: I That's probably true
0: We did see In Defenders recently Someone showed up And yelled like A math equation at him And it made his head Get really big <laughs> <laughs> He was like Bro <"Bruh." laughs> It was awesome
1: well, well, Can Ghost Rider Get drunk
0: No No he has no stomach No and Yeah he's a demon And his head's on fire So you pour booze in there well, like under, those, right off, under those
1: leathers He's just a skeleton yeah, He's got nowhere happens. for that booze it, to go it
0: Falls into his pants
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If Ghost Rider drinks It looks like he wet himself It just
0: pours right out on the ground <laughs> Sorry Ghost Rider Oh
1: man uh, Batman definitely can, Batman get drunk, can get drunk But he can hold his liquor Because yeah. he's Batman
0: I, I would say he doesn't drink And he fakes it he- Stay sharp I bet he fakes it It's true but He's like it, two more shots of whiskey And they give him iced tea in the shot glass like Ha <laughs> Oh that hits a spot But
1: if he did drink I think he'd be able to hold it Hold it together pretty well
0: Well we both agree he can get drunk uh, Yeah Batman gets drunk Yes Who? Okay who else We're talking who cannot uh, Not Do you think drunk. Wonder Woman can get drunk Yeah I bet she can I bet she's like Thor And you know Hercules She's a god They, they drink wine all the time Dionysus is a god They're into it They party <laughs> okay. You know
1: they know how to party. That's they know the... how to party.
0: <laughs> um, I'm saying like all the cosmic guys, and like any of the more powerful cosmic guys, cannot get drunk. They have transcended the like Firelord Thanos. Thanos guys like that. They're, Thanos can't get drunk. I mean, no. You better hope not. Yeah, that'd be bad. bad. Maybe there's some weird god drink they can drink or something. <laughs> I don't know. But we've never seen Thanos drunk. You know what I mean?
1: Sure. What about Deadpool Can Deadpool get drunk Yeah I don't know I he's, think it's the same as Wolverine He's got the can't. We have seen Deadpool drunk Yeah I bet it's the Healing factor thing He's got to drink so I think so it's hard, hard for him
0: Yeah I think he's got to pound it Yeah Probably hard for him
1: Yeah cause that dude Right His healing factor Like he can cut his limbs off And they'll grow back Yeah yeah I yeah I mean that's He can't sustain any he's kind really of
0: He's really got to pound booze But yes So yes He can get drunk It's just hard
1: It's a tough question.
0: This is a great question. We could do this for the next two days. We really could.
1: And we're at
0: minute 42, so... Wonder Man, can't get drunk. Wonder Man is made out of energy. There you go. Can't get drunk. Yeah. If you're an energy, if you're made of energy, you can't get drunk. Firestorm, probably can't get drunk. Can't get drunk. Captain
1: Atom, can't get drunk.
0: No way. Chemo,
1: can't (laughs) get drunk. His name is not
0: Chemo, it's Chemo. Chemo.
1: And he is not even a man. He's a weird chemical monster.
0: He's a chemical golem. We discovered we decided he's not a monster, and he can't get drunk. <laughs> that was an awesome question, Shane. Thank you so much. That one was a lot of fun. If you have a question you would like to ask us or a trivia challenge for my comics poobah Joe Patrick over here, you can send it to us via email at twoheadednerd at gmail.com with the subject line, Ask a Nerd. It is important to get that in the subject line so we can find the damn thing.
1: Sort of break it it down like this,
0: and that is it for the icy London, icy France episode of THN. If two nerds drudging up celebrity gossip in a desperate attempt for ratings makes you giggle, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Where, if you want to prove your THN love, you can leave us a star rating or written review or both. If you're completely nuts, both would be good because it will help us get into the iTunes top 10. It really does help. Huge thanks to this week's donor Steve. Another repeat donor.
1: Thank you, Steve.
0: This the second time? Second time. That would put him in the Antarctic Vibranium Club.
1: Which everybody knows is cool, but not as cool as regular Vibranium. Not as
0: cool as regular (laughs) 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 Vibranium. Five more donations and you're there, buddy.
1: (laughs) If you'd like to help keep us in celebrity gossip tips and Thor underoos, you can make your donation in any amount at the new and improved 2 or you can also contact us about sponsoring the show.
0: While you're there, you can find links to our Twitter feed and our email, 2 at gmail.com, where you can send us your love slash hate mail, or the comic you would like us to review We love receiving comics from you guys Please, please, please continue to send them And special word
1: up to Aaron Kilborn, Who sent me a copy of his graphic novel, Ryu's Crew Oh, cool I forgot to mention it last week I did get it And did not show it to me Well, like I said, I forgot It was the holidays It looks cuckoo crazy bananas Fun, right on uh, But we're going to take a look at it Thanks a lot, Aaron.
0: And don't forget to check out all the new content from the THN Love Slaves over at twoeditnerd.com including Omaha World Herald staff writer Kevin Coffey's helpful hints for Otto Octavius now that he has taken on the role of Spider-Man. It's good stuff. And the first Girl Meets Nerd of 2013, of course, a blog written by my wife, Casey, who makes fun of me for a living. Not really. Nobody pays her.
1: (laughs) And remember to follow us on Twitter and like our Facebook page if you want to get in on the question of the week discussion. And if you want to hear our answers, be sure to check out the nerd.com web-exclusive Not Safe for Weirdos audio blog, the
0: answer of the week. Not Safe for Weirdos. Next week, you need shit to read, and the comic pushers are looking to make new comic addicts by suggesting some new series <gasps> to the young and impressionable. Does because this mean I'm going to have to rap? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. Because all the cool kids are doing it. Before we go, our weekly shout-out goes to Ming Doyle, who Joe Patrick swore was married to Michael Avon-Oming and may have even done so on the air. Word to you, Ming Doyle, and also to you, Takisoma, the actual wife of Michael Avon-Oming. Sorry for being so racist. (laughs) Until next time, true believers, remember to pre-order your comics. Your retailer just might kiss you on the mouth for it. This is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off. The two-headed nerd comic cast was brought to you by Ape Entertainment. Since 2003, Ape has been bringing readers original and licensed comics and graphic novels like Pocket Gods, Strawberry Shortcake, and the upcoming return of Drew Hayes' Poison Elves, which continues the saga where it abruptly ended back in 2007. Look for Poison Elves in this month's previews catalog on page 244. And pre-order your copy today. Check out ape-entertainment.com for more.